This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLott, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Sean DeLott here with the Davids and DeLott real estate team with Remax Niagara. And this is Patrick Burke with Magara Realty, the B team here in Niagara. Welcome to podcast number four. Uh, We are learning as we go. Hopefully, you've been checking out our previous uh, episodes. The last one we did was with a uh, with Nick Marka, he was uh, our first guest. Where we did, we looked back at uh, his journey as a buyer. I think it was two years. Yes, yes, from kind of Roughly. the beginning of the the beginning of the pandemic, he started his search, and yeah. uh, and then at the, the at the tail end of the pandemic, he ended his search. Yeah, so fourteen offers, and and their their story with kids in tow um, over that time buying and selling in the market. So if you want to check that out, and then before that, we had one with our. Uh, Sean and mine's backstories and and uh, how we got into the business and things business and things business and we would invite you to have a listen to those as well and uh, yeah uh, today's topic podcast number four uh, how to succeed in a shifting market um, and so this isn't necessarily for a buyer or a seller or a realtor there's sort of uh, we're going to try to talk about background and ideas that would apply to uh, to any and all of the above as tricky as that might be to make it relevant for everybody, but uh, that's uh, we're going to sort of touch on all kinds of angles on it. Absolutely. And when we talk about a shifting market, if you actually listened to our previous podcast, you would have heard the journey of this buyer, Nick Murka, heightened, intensified, multiple offer situation. But we are now talking about a shift appearing in our Niagara market where it is going into more of a balance and i think the challenge is for numerous factors as a seller acceptance of the change some of them were counting on large dollars Um, but also too it's uh, about education helping people understand what a shifting market actually really means and uh it is uh interesting but let alone I personally welcome it from mm. what we've been experiencing. So your your 20, 21 years in this business, have you seen, and it's hard to it's hard to go back in time, like the, the biggest shifting market I can think of, I suppose, is 2008 at the end of that September when when uh, the whole world shifted, right? Yep. Um, but it's, I'm hard-pressed to think of a market that the dynamics flipped so quickly from supply and on the supply and demand side of things buyer sentiment seller sentiment realtor sentiment right can you think of a a market or does this stand out as a top two top three uh as far as the speed of the shift well i to be i'd say it's top two for me it's Mm. top two what's the other one 2017 17 yep okay Uh, and and the thing is oddly enough when it comes to 2017 i remember it clear as day Mm-hmm. I remember they announced the foreign buyer tax back then, which was April, be f- yep. 15 in April, right yep. before Easter, my man. Yep. Then they also introduced that stress test. Mm-hmm. We had Easter and boom, mm-hmm. just like that, it changed. It w- yeah. and, and that was my first eye opening experience to how fast a market could change mm-hmm. because 
here in Niagara, we, we've had a pretty, like for, for, for your beginning in the business and my beginning in the business, what were we? Maybe one, 2% increase you know what's a year. Funny. I was looking at that the other day because we had a, we had an increase of year to date up until a couple of weeks ago, and it's still going to be close. Most cities in Niagara year to date were up 20, 26% in that range year to date over 2021 numbers. Right? So I thought it, and everybody's debating about what happens if prices come down. Oh my gosh, what is that going to feel like? So I looked over 10 years, a 10 year span, um, back in the, in the, the early two thousands, the average annual increase was only 2.4% average for 10 years, 10 years straight. Absolutely. I remember selling people who bought their houses five years later Yeah, and their increase basically covered their commissions. Yeah. It, and so so that was what was normal, right? So that's that's why this this shift. Um, well, we've had all kinds of shifts over the last five years. Yeah, and and part yeah. of the thing is 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 when Pat and I first started in real estate twenty years ago, we were Sleepy Hollow Niagara. We were yeah. very a very locally dominated market. You had people odd out of towners moving here, but it wasn't just necessarily Toronto. It was just people who were kind of either retiring, Golf kind of and coming winery to, and, yeah, just yeah. a change of life, and and that was very minimal. And those were actually people who were moving here. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen now is a massive amount of mm -hmm. real estate investment in our market, mm -hmm. um, which has caused part of this heightened market, and then therefore creates these shifts. Yeah. I think a lot quicker mm -hmm. because as soon as that investor demand leaves, it changes rapidly. So going back to the 2016, 17, so that market produced, that was when we saw a 20% increase in price, which yep. hadn't happened. Um, when you go back and you look at the Niagara Association of Realtors data, that was the, the, the highest ever. Um, and then as far as how quick that shift was, and, and days in the market, I think, was in the 12 or 13 range for the entire year. And then once the shift kicked in in, in 2017 in early spring, uh, 2018 had a 4%, a I believe it was, increase in prices. And days in the market was up for the, for the region, was up into the 50, 55 range. So we went from a 20-something percent price increase to 4 and days in the market cutting almost one uh, or sorry, almost going up by four times, which was enormous because it went from sellers being accustomed to and expecting this sort of uh, whirlwind event where they put their house up and, and five days later, six days later, it's done to it's been seven weeks. How in God's name are we still on the market? Right. And so that that was a that was that was a remarkable shift and then uh and so so the one thing we saw back then one of our things to cover today was you know how do you succeed in a shift and then also what what doesn't work in a shift and the one thing we saw back then was because these new strategies were so new there was a such an such a uh an a, a learning curve it was enormous right yeah and we talked about that house before north of lakeshore down on like Bayshore, or Sandy Cove, or one of those. That was the first one that we saw that went three ninety nine and got five something. Yes, and and that was that. That was when all of a sudden everybody's you know for better for worse was trying to figure out how to sell and and maneuver in this market, and and so now what we're seeing this time around is a lot of the not the same exact situation, but 
the one thing that is catching people out in when the market transitioned as quick as it has is they're applying two month old strategies to the market that's happening today. That's right. Yeah. Which is which is enormous. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, the key thing is is real estate has changed quite dramatically in the past seven years from when you and I first started in the business. And and the one thing I see with a, a shift for for you and I is that pricing is key. And and there's been numerous strategies as far as pricing, but what really kind of determines where the shift is going is how us as agents and, and our sellers kind of deal with this shift. Yeah, so talk, talk about that. <laughs> it's one of the things we get killed on in the, in the court of public opinion is underpricing and and then so we we show up and try to be good citizens good realtor citizens and say okay then we think the house is worth x let's price it close to that and then this same court of public opinion says oh my god that thing's overpriced and they move on to the other one right and then so then the realtor is forced to play the game and and bring it back down and then the court of public opinion says oh well god let's let's give them 110 over asking and so that was the way to do it when we were in this uh, really low supply, high demand, um, just on fire market. You had to or else the market kicked the crap out of you, right? Because you said, okay, I'm going to try to be the good guy and list it at market and you get ignored. But in this transitioning market, we're seeing people try to do a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B where they say, okay, the house is worth 800. Let's list it at 799 and be and be realistic but then they're holding offers as well which is that example of how to not succeed in a transitioning market is when you're doing a little bit of current strategy but you're still doing some of the old stuff that felt good right yep and 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 i think that, that that's what i'm kind of initiating over the past seven years all these different kind of strategies that have come out uh, but when you're dealing with these shifts it's actually strategies prior to those seven years that are the best method personally, I'll speak personally for myself, and I, I think you'll agree that work best. So so when we're dealing with the shifting market, Pat, like my question that I, I really gotta ask everyone is, you know, when when we came up through the ranks, we dealt with some slow markets, we dealt with some slow gains, you know, and, and if your house didn't sell at a certain price after a certain period of time, whether my rule was kind of like 30 days, no offer, we should look at the price, or the other one was 10 showings, no offer, then something we might have to look at the price. Yep. And that was the way it was. And, and so if the market kind of settled down or decreased, and, and, and actually talking about our previous Niagara market, it, I feel that there was, there was certain, like during spring, our market shot up. It was, it, we, it was a more of a, we have a little bit of a seller's market, yeah. but then our winters were pure buyer's market. Yeah, that's and when you went hunting. That's right, right. Yeah. And you know, and, and and so back then there, that, that small increase in price we kind of talked about was really during spring. And then after that, it just kind of balanced in that, right? Mm. And, and, but so during winter, you had your house priced at, and you know, I'm talking, we'll go back years and you're saying it was priced at one fifty nine nine. And yes, guys, there, there was houses selling you're, in Niagara. For that's 2003, 04 numbers. There, there you go. Yeah. And you know, it didn't sell at one fifty nine nine. 
So back then with that price you're at, you do an adjustment to 154.9 or mm-hmm. 149.9. Mm-hmm. And relatively soon after that, you get an offer within five to $3,000 of your asking price. Mm-hmm. And Part of the thing that makes these current shifts more challenging for us is that that old school way of slowly decreasing a market uh, or when a market decreases is we kind of ride along with it. So, for example, in in our market currently today, April 29th, 2022, a North End bungalow listed at $799.9. Well, if it doesn't sell after 30 days... Price it at seven seventy nine nine, mm-hmm. or you know, if your neighbor's at eight twenty nine nine, price your house at seven ninety nine nine, and mm-hmm. you'll probably get a good offer quicker. That was the strategies we were brought up with through our ranks, and those are the strategies that I like to see still kind of happen out there. But yeah. there is this other strategy that was introduced to us in two thousand seventeen, which is the holding of offers. Uh, which for those listening means that uh, an op- you, you underprice your home under market value. You list your house, let's hypothetically say on a Thursday and you hold or do not review any offers till the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And what that created was exponential amounts of offers and prices selling for substantially well over the asking price. And when this market shifts, it seems as though that 799 bungalow, a lot of agents don't achieve an offer or don't get any showings after almost a week. Mm-hmm. They seem inclined to go to 699 and go to that hold offer strategy mm-hmm. rather than list uh, or reduce the property slowly. And, and the challenges I have with that, again, is it mucks the market up again mm-hmm. because they may not actually be getting their sellers the actual market value of what the market is. Uh, I also feel it doesn't do a great representation of the market for comparables wise for us to actually discover and learn how to price and make a buyer feel comfortable in what they may be paying for a home. Right. You know? and, And that's going back 45 seconds. It just the thought occurred to me it's the return of the relevance of the list price because for a long for a number of months in a row the relevance the, the list price was almost irrelevant it didn't matter what people and we saw some that were hilariously underpriced yeah were laughably right so so people were more looking at at examples of recent sales close by they and so the list price piece was almost it didn't matter it was like no. well that one was listed at 699 and got 940 that one was seven ninety nine and got nine thirty, right? So, so the return of the relevance of that and the importance of it, because now, uh, again, going back to that old strategy thing, is is once because we were living on a market that was six seven days on the market for like for the the typical for example the North End detached in St Catharines five six seven days was average, right? So now when you get to day ten, mm-hmm. it's it's uncomfortable shoes time, but this comes back and you've used the word a lot recently and you're right is is patience and realization that what what you're not you're only selling in the market you're living in you can't sell in february when it's april 
Absolutely. Yeah. We cannot recreate the past. Yeah. As much as we like to try and be magicians and dream weavers, and, and yeah. we're always trying to get our sellers best value, mm. we can't fast forward time or replay time to get it where it is. So unfortunately, when someone lists their house, their, their house, there is market conditions mm -hmm. and, and whatever the market conditions are is, is what you get. So people then have options. You miss the boat, don't sell or accept where it is and kind of go yeah. from there. Right. But, uh, and, and we've seen, uh, the St. Catharines market in general back in February and March, we were talking about this earlier. The average sale price was running between 112 and 120% of asking. So the house at six ninety nine, one hundred and twenty percent of that is is roughly eight and a quarter, eight thirty five, mm -hmm. something like that. And so now, because there's been less and less, the 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 return of the relevance of the list price. I'm going to patent that <laughs> uh, because that's become more important. Now the entire market is now it's in the one hundred five, one hundred seven percent of asking. And then going back to your when you're saying about the house that's one thirty nine or or three ninety nine. Those markets, year in, year out, year in, year out, was 97.8, 98.8, you know, something like that. So the house is 499. We could tell a seller, you could probably expect to sell in the 488 to 492.5 range, that, right? Exactly. Like to the 500, we, yeah. could, we, could, we could say. And the key thing is, is then buyers had no problem paying the same price the house next door sold for. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to have to pay more, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to re kind of recap when we're in that the January and February and March of this 2022 market and, and this exponential underpricing of homes. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to say, like, honestly, Pat, this is the way I feel. We were almost pricing houses at a dollar mm -hmm. and just putting them out there so yeah. low and just inviting and people to pay what they would pay. And, and yeah. you and I can both agree the buyers were all out of towners majority a lot uh, you got the percentages yep. like yep. you told me it was it was getting yeah, yeah. out of towners but it, it's important for the public and somebody listening to this to know why we, why you had to do that uh, i agree and the reason we had to in february and i know we got again the court of public opinion was very upset with us the reason you had to do that was going back to what you were saying if i put a house up on thursday and and I'm going to price it at, and I price it at where we think the market is. Like I said, the market will ignore you because they're automatically adding money onto it. But if I, if I price it a little bit lower and I don't have a delayed presentation of offer, what happens? Oh, you're going to sell it to two people and not get the substantial offer that right. your seller deserves. And, and touching on that too, I, and you and I both feel when we list a property, we have an onus to the seller to get the best dollar possible. Any and, agent does. That's the gig, exactly right. right? And, and and hands down, I'm with you. During January and February, you had to. It was the strategy. It was the only <laughs> way. But once you start seeing that shift, which we already felt in February, <laughs> because in February of 2022, in more. Um, we had more listings that month than we've ever seen for the longest time. So we knew inventory yeah. was coming and we knew that this hold offer strategy, as soon as you see a lot of houses being listed, that hold offer strategy doesn't work. That, that, that hold offer strategy works when there's one, two, three, four houses on the market. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and we remember that right back then when you were showing people houses, I'd go out and I'd meet them and I'd show them one house. It's like, yes. okay, I'll see you at the next one. Hopefully it's this weekend. Right? Absolutely. 
And and then all of a sudden, it was once we got into March, it was like I'd be going out and I'd meet them. We'd see six houses at yeah, a time. Yeah, I'm sure so. I showed a guy five houses the other day, and I, yeah. I told him, I said, this is great, man. Yeah. Like, and, and guess what? Didn't get notified of offers right after the showings or yeah, anything like yeah, that. So, yeah. like, this, a shifting market is not a bad thing right. either. That, that That's, that's the, maybe we should, maybe, the, do you think the word shift? Because it's all, so much of this is like, well, everything is psychology, right? Yeah. The, the, oh, the, the way a market functions. And, so And the propaganda that's out yeah. there that fires things. Because market and, always changes. There's Show me a market that's ever stayed. Clearly, it, it hasn't. So what we what the market we were running on couldn't stay because, it, it, you know, it was it was insane. But maybe it's not shift. Maybe it's just the, the natural evolution of a market. Well, it, it's kind of funny. So if you look at Niagara Real Estate, when you and I first started, Pat, I feel the market's gone opposite now. So like we discussed uh, back when I first started in real estate, everyone wanted to sell their house in spring. Mm-hmm. because the properties were nicer, more opportunities in inventory. I want them to see my flowers. Yeah, and, and they also had more options to choose from. Mm-hmm. So spring, you could yield more money, whereas winter, you could buy a better purchase. Well, for us during these past heightened markets, November, December, low inventory. We're going into the new year with low inventory. So it started to turn around that mm-hmm. winter was the best time to sell and more late spring summer when it kind of inventory came out was the better way to buy Mm -hmm. it kind of like flip-flopped it's like 2017 was the kind of switch of like let's do a reverse Mm -hmm. you know and and with that do you think when when that 16 17 market happened and all of a sudden it was much more difficult because home staging was around pre then but it wasn't as as intense and perhaps that 1718 change really got people, agents, uh, recognizing that, that man, I got to do more than put a sign in the ground, right? 100%. Digital photography was getting better, or professional yep. photography was getting better. Um, but then all of a sudden, we started to see the, the, the Perrier bottles and the lemon bowl. Absolutely. And Absolutely. the throws, and more of an effort made because, um, I'm, you know, it, I always, I live on analogies, as you know. I'm selling a used car. Um, am I putting it out at the curb with a with a Canadian Tire for sale thing in it and and leaving it as is, or am I going to spend the afternoon vacuuming it and, and detailing it and cleaning it and emptying it and making it smell nice and advertising it properly, right? And maybe that that you know, as far as strategy in a changing market, that that's why you you've talked about it with your with your poop analogy, which is just tremendous. God bless you. Um, but but. Uh, but now, as as we're going, you, you talk about importance of strategy. Um, if if all of a sudden houses are selling in thirty seven days instead of seven, well, you better have your game on for that too. And I, we're still seeing. I saw a listing the other day for a million. It was in the million and a half range, and the per, the agent took their own cell phone photos, right? And uh, and that sort of stuff in a shifting market, you're, you better have your tools out and, and put together a good product. Going back to the whole thing, we're agents of the person in their house, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're talking here about how to succeed in a shifting market and, and you're absolutely correct. We know once a market balances and there's more competition, one way for a seller to succeed is definitely improve your home. Those old carpets that are stained or whatever, clean them or replace 
for new flooring. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one way to succeed. But also too, I feel for all sellers and agents to truly succeed in this market is that pricing your house higher to the market or more appropriate more, to the yeah, market appropriately. is going to help you get the best dollar in the end. Mm-hmm. But not only that, I mean, I feel us as agents have an onus to future sellers as well. So if you can at least keep the values stable or if not slightly decreased, you're helping everyone benefit in the end. But that's where the reverting back to this listed low strategy pulls the market down even quicker. But But we're going to see less of that, right? As as more and more people get caught out. Absolutely. Absolutely. uh, and I, I think this shift is going to be a little different than the 2017 shift. How so? I think just because of the interest rates, where they're mm-hmm. going to go. Um, interest rates right now at this point are still relatively low. Historically, they're, yeah. They're, they're going up, but they're low. But it will be a shock when we get closer to the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So I, the outlook is going to be interesting for 2023. But yeah. for now, I feel it's going to be balanced. I feel buyers are still willing to pay. They're, they're not opposed to not paying the price for a house. Mm-hmm. They just want to know that they're paying fair market value. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people use that. The, the approach of people don't buy an interest rate, they buy the monthly payment, right? So what do I qualify for? What can I afford? And in what house is that? Absolutely. And so if all of a sudden it's you can qualify for X and that gets me this house instead of that other one over there that I used to be able to get, that's where market changes too is you have these external factors on simply, you know, I can afford a monthly payment of $1,480 or whatever it is. Yep. And all of a sudden that allows me to get only this group of houses as opposed to that other one as well. Um, that's where, that's where that other group gets, gets, uh, you know, and again, that comes back to supply. Um, we were talking about it earlier, the spread between the number of sales and the number of new listings. And if all of a sudden there, there's three extra houses instead of one, well, then you've got a total transition happening. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, like I said, it, a shifting market is not a bad thing. There's one person who could say it's a bad thing and is a seller who was preparing their house for sale during February and March yep. in the attempts that they think they're going to list their house in April or May and get a lottery win, which unfortunately for you, you've missed the boat. And yes, you might be a little sad about the market. Although on the other side of the coin, you're still getting more than you would have if you listed last year. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Sorry to cut you off. No problem. Um, it's really that's a really important point for people to remember because we had a, the biggest one month jump in average sale price that I've seen, and I, and I looked at I don't know how many years I went back, um, fifteen. The biggest one month jump in average sale price in modern times happened from from December to January. November and December were roughly flat with each other. And then January and February were roughly flat. And so, yes, we've come back off of that February peak. But if you if you draw drew a line from December to April values, it's still a good incline. It's still like a blue square ski hill going up. Hey. And, and so, yes, that peak came and went. But if you looked back to January and then you went historically back any time, you would be thrilled with the market appreciation that happened from January from December to right now. Absolutely. And and 
on a whole scale, I mean, if when I first started in real estate 20 years ago, if you would have told me the values of houses would be where they're at now, I, I would have never thought it would be possible, right? Yeah. But the positives out of a shifting market are this. Buyers have opportunities to get into homes now. Yep. The other positive thing is this, is that our market was heavily being dominated by out-of-town buyers. And, and, and the past couple of years put a force and hold on our locals to be stuck in their homes because they just couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And a balanced market for our locals is amazing. Mm-hmm. They love it. And they don't care that they missed the boat in February and March. Sean, I could have got 750. My house is 700. Great. But that house at 900, I'm paying 875. Great. Mm -hmm. It's all relative. So that's the important thing that most people have to realize. I think the two important things are number one, everyone just needs to be patient. And number two, that things are relative. What goes up comes down, but it goes down in two ways if you're a buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. And and I can already see it coming out in our market that there will be a lot of local action, I think, coming for us this coming May and June. Mm-hmm. And I think and and then so that's the that's the person that's selling. Like I, I always use the classic um selling the the wartime two story downtown in Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, wherever, <clears throat> and then they're buying the the north end or the the whatever detached for um you know for 750 850 whatever it is so those people that bought and they're sitting on you know a good chunk of equity that they've realized over the last five six seven years um th- they're like exactly what you said there's okay so now they're selling for this instead of that but they're also buying for this instead of that so for those of you who have to buy and don't have anything to sell yes it's tricky but I would suggest it's a little less tricky because that entry level stuff, you know, the, and the, the three bedroom townhouse in the north end kind of thing. Um, perhaps you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel where you can get in there where it's less heated. It's it's less intense and it's and it's not as much. Um, and then it comes back to the same thing it was we've been talking about through all of this is is creativity with the mortgage. We see a lot of parents that are co-signing. Absolutely. They're coming to the table to, to get their approval amount from from you know 450 to to six which then opens up doors for other you know for other housing options absolutely and 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 there's no one thing too to put out there is prices are still high and affordability is a challenge for many many canadians okay and if you are a buyer listen compromise if if you can't afford the house go to a townhouse hey if you're a young person Guess what? Don't be shy to get the house that needs a little work because those are the ones you should be buying because you will win further in the end mm-hmm. because those are the ones that are going to linger on the market right yeah. now. Those are your good buying opportunities because no matter what, even in a shifting market, there's only so many nice, nice houses mm-hmm. and people will always pay for nice and there'll be some competition. So I think for buyers, you know, be a little compromising on what you're you're looking for. Sellers, be patient. And realtors, let's all work together to give each other the information. And that's one thing I love about this shifting market, Pat, is I haven't talked to so many local agents in our market mm-hmm. more than I have this month than over the past five years. Yeah, and all different brokerages, yeah. different, different areas, People, different... Yeah. We're, we're all... And, and, guess, and the beautiful thing about that is... 
that's because we're doing this for our Niagara community and for our market. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't want the sky to fall. Yeah. We we want our clients to get the best value for our properties and we want buyers to pay fair market value for properties. So, you know, I think the bottom line to take away is a shift in the initial beginning of a shift. It sounds scary, it sounds like a bad thing, but Well, change is scary, right? Change is scary. But if you work through it, mm-hmm. change is good. Yep. It's it's having real-time, uh, accurate intel or insight and, and ideas and strategies like the new the, the buyer buying for the first time. Search properties that are 15 days in the market or greater. 100%. Search properties that are 20, 25 days in the market and look at those specifically. And then your agent can look at the history and say, well, these guys have adjusted the price three times. They had an offer presentation date that missed the boat or they had an offer that fell apart, whatever. And then go take a good look at that house because you've got a seller who's been going to bed and waking up for 27 days who's waiting for you to show up. And so those are the kind of, you know, adjusting to to uh, to maneuver. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly it. A lot of people got to really lead. We're more important right now, especially us 100%. as local, especially us as local realtors yeah. are more important than ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so people got to lean on their realtors. Beautiful. That's great. So, again, how to succeed in the shifting market. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned. We've got uh, some other great podcasts coming up. Uh, We encourage you to subscribe. Stay tuned. Reach out. Um, If we ever have any questions on the market, Sean or myself are always here to help. We love this stuff, eh, We do. We do. We're passionate. We are passionate about real estate, so... So thanks for joining us, and uh, we will chat later. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, bye-bye. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.